Welcome to episode 41 of The Ball Run, the official podcast for snooker professional Stuart Bingham. This content is sponsored by Q Creator, the experts in bespoke Q design. It's a show in which I, sports journalist James Colasanti, ask the man nicknamed Ball Run about recent results and life on tour. Good morning, mate. Uh, season's greetings. How are you today? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Actually, um, had a little fight with my cat last night. Oh, blimey. Uh, I've got a nice little scar down the side of my nose and, and a, sort of above my lip. Aye, aye, aye. So, I, I feel a bit, bit battered and bruised this morning, but um, it's all good. He'll give me a bit of character. You didn't win then. What did you do? Put your face near it and then it, it clawed out or something? Is that how? No, I, I I sort of put him up in the in the loft to have a little sniff around the loft. Right. We could hear some mice or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he didn't want to get down. <laughs> oh. So right. uh, yeah, I've, I've come off second best. Oh no! Do you know, I've been there actually. When we brought, uh, I don't want to go off one, but when we brought Sophie home from the hospital, I. Our cat got a bit skittish, and I leant down to her, and she clawed me in the nose, and I had a deep gash on there. They're um, it hurts, doesn't it, when it, when the claws go in? They're really sharp, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, didn't didn't stop bleeding for about ten minutes. Blimey! So, you, like you said, a bit of carrot. Oh, we have to see a picture of this. Have you put one up on the socials yet, or? Uh... No, not yet. No? no. I'll keep an eye out, mate. Um, well, let's let's talk about a bit of snooker. Um. It seemed like there were obviously a lot of positives to take from your, your run to the semis of last week's um, World Grand Prix. Uh, for a start, it was your first last four showing uh, since um, the Crucible. Um, now, we'll come to the defeat to Ronnie in a minute, um, but you got underway with victories over Ricky Walden, Ali Carter, Stephen Maguire. Um, I just wondered, did you not see enough in those matches to suggest you can, you know, you can keep going deep into tournaments uh, early next year? Yeah, definitely. Um it was yeah, a lot lot of positives. Um so obviously come through a couple of deciders, um obviously against Ricky first, sort of hundred in a decider. Mm. Um three one up, it, it was all sort of like cruising. Um Ricky being a good player, he's obviously fought back and lucky for me I opened myself together in the last and I was saying made hundred and and sort of had a sort of bit of a ding dong battle with Ali, um, one nil up, he made a ninety to go one all. I went two one up. He made another ninety to go two all, and uh, sort of got maybe a little bit lucky at the end to to get over the line. But um, the way I played against Team McGuire in the quarterfinals, mm. that's maybe the best I've played since maybe the Crucible, mm. um, obviously in April. But um, yeah, just felt totally in control. Uh, scored well, see the ball well. Um, so yeah, and obviously then going into the semi-final match with Ronnie I sort of fancy my chances mm. obviously he ain't been firing for the last sort of month or so Yeah. Uh, and I was watching a couple of his matches and he was obviously giving a few chances away so I actually went in a match sort of pretty confident but I may probably put a bit more emphasis on it for myself really because it, it was a good chance to get my hands on a trophy or, or obviously at least get to the final Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, maybe he tried a bit too hard and and then sort of missed a few and uh, it just sort of snowballed and got worse and worse. Yeah, I, I mean, I read um, his take on the match, you know, to put in summary, he said he felt you were both really poor. Um, yeah, I, I personally, I thought you were a bit unlucky uh, overall in that match. Um, but what was your kind of reading, you know, of the match in, in general? 
yeah, it was pretty poor, really. Like, I think I made, in just in that match alone, I think I made more mistakes than the previous three altogether, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just I don't know. Say, like, I don't know if I was trying too hard or or, or what, but uh, the table did play obviously a little bit different. I was I was on two the uh, the other three matches. Yeah. Um, it obviously got reclothed the day before, so it was in good condition. But the cushions and and everything it just started to come off square. I don't know. Don't know if it's where he, he uses the old triangle chalk, mm. um, and it just seemed to get into the cloth. And so I was missing. I was getting out of snookers and missing them by like inches. It sort of weren't like millimeters. It was like one one. I remember one shot. I was eating one cushion try to go in the side of the pack and I must have missed it by about five inches mm. just because it come off a bit square yeah um so yeah it's just it was li- little things like that I just I just couldn't get my head round and um obviously missing a few and he sort of obviously pinched a few frames here and there and say it's a recipe for disaster as they say yeah Oh, look, he won it at the end of the day, and he, you know, he's Ronnie O'Sullivan. It's how it goes, isn't it? I just wonder, yeah. I just wonder with Ronnie, I mean, you mentioned before about, you know, the aura and all that, and, you know, he's one of those players who retains it. But away from just him as a kind of individual and playing that, is it like an occasion? Because obviously his matches get so much sort of, uh, you know, media attention, and, and often it, you know, say something uh, that they'll get headlines and all that kind of stuff. You know, you play other players, and you know, and they're high profile anyway. But but with Ronnie and what comes with that, do you, do you think that kind of has a bearing on on those matches as well? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's we've like been saying for years. It's like the Ronnie show, mm. um, and yeah, it does obviously feel like that. I've done it. Say, I'd, where I say you're right, he brings sort of like a different sort of atmosphere to a game. Yeah, um, you can never feel like you're in control of the match. You, Feels like he can turn it on whenever, like whenever he wants, sort of thing. And right. uh, sort of at one nil up, I, I had a chance to go two nil, uh, and he pulled out a clearance to, to go one all. And you sort of you start thinking like, was that my chance? And and like before you know it, you sort of three one behind. Even though I, I had yeah. chances to uh, win them frames, it was just like just seems to punish every sort of mistake you do and. It's just yeah, it's just tough planning. Yeah, snooker and, and match play's tough enough as it is. You don't need all of those other things, do you? You need that kind of clarity of, of mind, I'd imagine. And, and like you say, the, yeah. the rest that goes with it just just adds to the difficulty. But um, looking forward, uh, you, you've got some um, championship championship league stuff uh, early in January, and then of course it's, it's on to the Masters. Um, you start Ali Pally against Kyron Wilson. Uh, great memories here for you in, in recent times, of course, but you know, how much are you, you looking forward to it again, all again uh, early next year? Yeah, um, obviously having a few days off here and there, but um, practicing, doing a few hours as well over the Christmas period. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, nice to sort of, even though I'm having a couple of days off with the family and that, I'm actually itching to get back playing. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, just obviously with Kyron, hopefully, Sort of, there was talks that um, people might not be able to go to Ali Pali. Yeah. Um, that's what the talk was going at the Grand Prix, and uh, hopefully there is. And hopefully, um, say like, obviously, I still remember the buzz of of twenty twenty, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it can sort of replicate that. Um, obviously, tough match with Kyron. Mm-hmm. Um 
he's, he's, he's had a couple of losses recently, so uh, hopefully it's sort of, he'll be up for it and, and the crowd gets involved if there is some and uh, it'll be a good match. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, finally, uh, are you ready to finally put your feet up, wind down, enjoy your Christmas? Um, I, I just wondered if you managed to get all your present shopping done or is that something that Shell does in your house? Um, yeah, Shell does that. Yeah, right. Um, Shell, yeah, with, with my, obviously with my credit card. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, sort of like, we've, we've sort of bit done a both, really. Yeah. Um, I've ordered some stuff for Shay and, um, and obviously, I've, I've ordered some stuff. Obviously, Shell and mm. and Marnie and, and Tegan. So uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be a good Christmas. Um, looking looking forward to it. Sort of seeing the sort of kids. Yeah. It's all about the kids now, really. Of course. When when we're as old as we are. Yeah. How, how old is uh, Marnie now, mate? Marnie four. Blimey, right, okay. So yeah, because it cranks up, doesn't it, with the age and the Christmases, <clears> obviously, with them. I bet she's, I'm sure she's all about what she wants and stuff this year and, and all that kind of stuff, yeah? Yeah, she's, yeah, getting there, so, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's good. Shay's hard to buy for. Right. He's, uh, it's, it's either football or PlayStation. I see, I see. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's getting to age now, and uh, mm. obviously fatigue, and it's all, Makeup and clothes. I see. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Best, yeah, yeah. Best you stay out of that and leave it to <laughs> show. Yeah. I'd imagine, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Stu, that's great. Thank you very much for your time today, and of course, a very merry Christmas to you and the family. Yeah. Thanks a lot. A merry Christmas to all my followers and and fans and all that, and uh, stay well and hopefully see you in New Year and hopefully get a trophy. <laughs>